0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قد افلح المؤمنون الذين في صلاتهم خاشعون والذينهم عن اللغو معرضون والذينهم للزكاة فاعلون والذينهم لِفُرُوجِهِمْ حافظون إلا على أزواجهم أو ما ملكت إيمانهم, ما ملكت إيمانهم فإنهم غير ملومين فمن بتعاراة ذلك فأولئك هم العادون Sadaqallahul Azeem Most respected brothers and elders <coughs> the Previous weeks we had been discussing these ayat of suratul mu'minun where Allah tala speaks about the prescription for complete success and complete success is total success success of this world and the real success of the hereafter. And that is the real success. Which Allah Himself describes in the Quran Sharif. That the one who has been saved from the fire of Jahannam and has been entered into Jannat, then that is the person who has truly succeeded. So if a person didn't apparently succeed in many different things in the world in terms of material possessions he probably owned nothing he had no name and fame and position and status he had no maybe any people around to even acknowledge him didn't have much friends didn't have any kind of comforts and luxuries but all that is one day going to just perish all that will come to an end or so later everything will stay behind the pain will stay behind of this world and the comforts and luxuries of this world will stay behind too. When the person's eyes close, that's the end of all the lum- comforts and luxuries, end of the pain of this world as well. Now the issue is what will come thereafter. Either it is that the comfort of the hereafter come or the pain of the hereafter comes. The person who has got the comforts of the hereafter, he has indeed succeeded because that is everlasting. This temporary world is going to finish off very soon. Either a person, sometimes while he's even around, things are already leaving him. And sometimes a person has everything, but he has to leave it and go. Muhammad who was around for over a week, in many of his talks centered around this, preparation for the akhirat. That a person will very soon have to leave everything. And on more than one occasion... We are perhaps digressing from our topic, but nevertheless, whatever Allah, Allah puts in the mind at this time, that the incident of Harun Rashid he mentioned, what a great king he was and ruled over such a huge expanse and he was a very pious person also. But his son was more pious than the father as well. And he didn't take any interest in the worldly things. And one day the ministers, they said to Harun Rashid that this son is becoming an embarrassment. (coughs) The way he's carrying on and not interested in this, the kingdom and the affairs of the kingdom. And he's being not even dressing in the way that the prince should be dressing etc adopting a very simple and frugal life Harun Rashid one day called him and said to him that this is after all going to be, you are going to have to become the king so this is something that now you need to take interest in, but this was the last straw, so the son said to the father, look now it's time that we parted ways because It's not I am that an embarrassment to you, you are becoming an embarrassment to me that you are so engrossed in the world. Whereas he was a very pious person also. And then in order to just make it apparent that this is not something that he cannot achieve if he wants to. There was a bird sitting perched somewhere. He addressed it. That in the name of Allah Ta'ala, I command you to come and perch on my shoulder. That bird flew from where it was sitting and came and perched on his shoulder. He said, now okay, you can go and sit back with you. The Ahlullah, the world, Allah Ta'ala puts at their fingertips. We say it's a call away, it's just a dua away for them. But that is not what they want. Ibrahim bin Adham, was also a king. He left the entire kingdom and went away. When this inner voice came that this is, what are you immersed in? So He left his entire kingdom and went away. And one day, after some time, when people found where he was in the jungle, sitting at the riverside, patching his own clothes, king of the time. I said, "What did you leave and come? And what are you sitting and in doing here? You had everybody at your beck and call, and you sitting and patching your clothes like this. Now, what is what the eye can see?" I can see a very very difficult life somebody sitting at the corner of a river sitting and packing his own clothes perhaps doesn't even have anything decent to eat so that is what the eye can see but what is the reality is what is inside so he said come back kingdom is still yours so that needle that he was threading that or patching that cloth of his, he took that needle and threw it into the river and then he said he spoke out to the fish I am commanding you in the name of Allah Taala to bring my needle so a whole lot of fish popped out their mouths from the water holding a golden needle in each each fish is holding a golden needle he said no, no, I don't want this I want my needle my old needle, that's what I want so one fish comes out, pops his mouth out with that same original needle of his which he threw in and he takes it back. And then he addresses those people that had come to try and entice him to come back. Allah ta'ala has given me better than what you have. But this is not what we desire. But what is inside the heart is far beyond that. Because the kingdom, what is the use of a kingdom if a person, that kingdom becomes a greater musibat for him? Many a person has a kingdom of his own, of sorts. Maybe he's not a king of some country, but in terms of whatever money he can buy, he has more than that. But ask the person, he says, I have no life. Ask the person, he says, I've got no life. So, in any case, Harun Rashid, now his son, he said, This is enough, now I'm leaving. So, as he was departing, <laughs> mother gave him one ring diamond ring to keep so that the time when something he suddenly will require something he can sell it use it Came him a Quran Sharif musalla, and he left went away went and stayed in Basra and he would now take on casual labor as a job building anything can we imagine now somebody was a prince and now he is as a laborer. So Abu Amir Basri was also a very pious person. One day he needed somebody to build some wall. So he came, he saw this person who looks like a very pious person. He said, you'll do some work. He said, very well. What work you got? I got to build this wall. He said, fine. He fixed the price. I won't take anything more than this. This is it. Nothing more. So fine. Put him onto the job. By the end of the day when he came, he sees that what amount of work, it would have taken 10 people to do this on his own. So he tried to pay more. He said, but that was it. What was it? arranged? And then he went away. The next day he went to look for him. The people say, no, he only works one, one day a week. Then six days a week is dedicated in ibadat. That whatever he earned in that one day, he just makes do with that. The next week again he came. Again he found him. He brought him. That day again he put him onto the job and he Looked carefully, what is going on here? How can this one person do so much of work? So he sees he's putting only the cement, the mixture, he's putting it in place, and the bricks are on their own coming and just setting in without him even touching them. This is the unseen help of Allah. Ta'ala. So at the end of the day, again, he tried to pay him more. He said, No, that's it. But whatever was agreed on, I won't take one bit more than that. He took that event away. A week again, Abu Amir comes to look for him again. No sign of him. Says, where is he? He says no, he is very ill. Somehow gets to the place where he is living out in the jungle. So he was in his little hut, lying on the ground, and it was his last moments. So he said, "I was waiting for you." Say why? He said, "I have this amanat. You must go give it to the Khalifa, Harun Rashid." Amu Amir doesn't know who this person is he doesn't know that this is the son of the king this is the amanat and attend to whatever my funeral etc is and then please pass on this amanat so he was lying with his head on the ground he took his head and put it on his lap he said no 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 put my head back on the ground very soon all this will be dust so let it be on dust now and then he eventually passed away Amir Basi rahmatullahi attended to his janaza, the fund, etc. And then he took these amanats and went. He doesn't even know what is the relationship here. He took it and went. As he got there, Harun Rashid was leaving with his entire entourage, going out somewhere. So he stood on the side, and as Harun Rashid is passing, he shouts out to him that in the, I give you. I ask you in the name of the relationship that you have with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that I've got something very important to say. So I don't know if she stopped. This. People wait, call this person. Say, what is it? She says, I've got this amanat for you. And there are two couplets. And this person who gave this amanat sent two couplets as well. Two pieces, two couplets of poem, poetry. So, what are the two couplets? So he recited those two couplets that the young boy had given him that, Ya sahibi la tagtarir bitana'umi. Ya sahibi la tagtarir Fal umru yanfadu na'imu yazulu. Oh my father, don't become deceived with all the comforts and luxuries. Don't become deceived with all the comforts and luxuries. يَنْفَدُ وَالْنَّعِيمُ يَزُولُ This life is going to come to an end, and all these luxuries will finish off. Everything will terminate. وَإِذَا حَمَلْتَ إِلَى الْقُبُورِ جَنَازَةً فَعَلَمْ بِأَنَّكَ بَعْدَهَا مَحْمُولُ And when you carry any janaza to the grave, then know very well that thereafter, one day you are going to be carried also. When Harun Rashid saw this, he immediately recognized that ring and the Quran Sharif and he immediately realized who sent this so his whole face changed color and he told some courtiers please take this person immediately I am coming now he went wherever he had to go and very quickly returned and then dismissed everybody and brought this person in and everybody immediately had noticed that something serious had happened but nobody knew what because he spoke very silently to Harun Rashid when he had presented those things back and they wanted to know what did you say that you've changed the entire situation here so any case now when this boy came in when this Abu Amir came in he asked him that who gave you this he said so and so he said what what he used to do he said well he used to work he used to do some normal labor he said you also took work from him he said yes I also took work from him he said, didn't you have any consideration that you are taking work from the family of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam because they were in the progeny of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The progeny of Abbas ta'ala. So, he said, I had no idea that who this person was. Had I known, I wouldn't have done such a thing. And Harun Rashid was overtaken by grief. And he wept bitterly. And then he said, you know where the grave is? After a long discussion, just getting to the crux of it you know where the grave is he took him to the grave he came and stood by the grave and after pouring his heart out he said you have gone away from me but you opened my eyes and went you have gone away but you opened my eyes and went that life is going to come to an end and one day everybody has to move on but the sad reality is that when we carry somebody else to their graves as a used to repeatedly translate inna wa inna ilayhi not the translation but the message that it gives so when a person recites inna wa inna ilayhi when he hears of somebody's passing away and he says inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi what message it gives what actually the message is today it's you, tomorrow it's me today it's you, tomorrow it's me that is what he's saying, he's expressing my turn is coming So, this is the reality of the world. And life is not going to remain with anybody forever. Every person has to pass on. The issue is what preparation a person makes for that everlasting life. That is that success that is being spoken about in this ayat. That how to become successful in that everlasting life. Because this this passing phase, this will move on. So in this ayat, in these ayat of the Qur'an Sharif in Surah al muminun Allah Ta'ala speaks about the success. That, Qad Those who have this khushu in their salah. وَالَّذِينَ They refrain from all the futile things. And they discharge and fulfill the injunction of zakat. What Allah Ta'ala has obligated them to do. These ayat we have discussed previously in detail. Now to move on thereafter, Allah Ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَهُمْ لِفُرُوجِهِمْ حَافِظُونَ إِلَّا عَلَىٰ أَزْوَاجِهِمْ أَوْمَا مَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُهُمْ فَإِنَّهُمْ غَيْرُ مَلُومِينَ فَمَنِبْتَغَىٰ وَرَاءَ ذَلِكَ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْعَادُونَ These three ayat, the crux of it is that those who protect their chastity. That This is again, one of the fundamental requisites for this success that those who protect their chastity and they don't involve themselves in any kind of illicit relationship of any level so then they are being guaranteed also that together with the other sifat and other qualities that this is essential for that success now this aspect of guarding the chastity, this is again a very, very basic requirement in Deen. In one hadith, Nabi Salasim says, that the person who guarantees me two things, I guarantee him Jannad. My yazman li ma baina lahyehi. One is a person who gives me guarantee that he won't misuse his tongue. <coughs> Outwardly it seems like, so serious about this. But it is the very same tongue that a person sometimes utters things that takes him out of the pale of Islam. One person, there was some issue, domestic issue. So the wife, in that moment, she said to the husband, that if you don't give me talaq, then I will leave Islam. Now, it might have been like a threat, but that jeopardizes a person's iman. It's one statement and this is a very very dangerous thing that a person says something which and this is what in the Hadith Nabi Salasim says that sometimes a person utters something which he doesn't give any consideration to, doesn't regard it as anything serious, anything major just takes it for granted what's a what's, what's big deal about what I said but Yahvi bihafi jahannam that one statement throws him into the depths of jahannam Unless a person makes toba and makes comes back. Otherwise, that one statement is enough to drop the person in the depths of Jahannam. Sometimes a person makes a statement, for example, oh, and these are not are just uh, hypothetical examples. Unfortunately, these are real examples. That what is this all this parda between cousins and all this? How can this how can you live like this? Only the person is committing something, doing something wrong. it it is my weakness. Uh, I should be doing this, but my weakness. I'm not doing it. Allah Taala, give me taufiq. That there's hope, inshallah, that the person will get the taufiq. Person is still involved in that due to his weakness, but that regret is there. That remorse is there. That what I'm doing is wrong. That acknowledgement of the wrong is there. That I'm what I'm doing is not right. I'm not supposed to do it. It's my weakness. I'm involved in it. But when the person starts trivializing it, istighfaf biddeen that is a command of Allah Ta'ala, and the person is dismissing the command of Allah Ta'ala. The person is trivializing a command of Allah Ta'ala. This takes a person past the border of iman. Takes a person to the border of kufr, and the person trivializes deen. Makes a mockery of some aspect of deen. So there are many things that a person, anybody and all of us, may have certain weaknesses in our life, but we acknowledge it. We regret it. We have the remorse about it in the heart. We make dua to Allah to give us the ability to move forward from there. But never ever try to justify some wrong. Never ever try to find some excuse for a wrong to say that, no, this is okay for me. That is a very dangerous thing. That takes a person, his iman is in jeopardy there. So, these kind of statements... Now, one statement... In way throws a person... So, Nabi Salaam says... The person who will guarantee that he won't misuse the tongue... And the person who guarantees that he will protect his chastity... Then, I guarantee him Jannath. Person guarantees these two things... I guarantee him Jannat. And... This all boils down again to the topic of Haya... That we have discussed on many occasions... To the extent there will be haya, to that extent the person will protect himself. And to the extent haya goes, then the doorway to everything is open. Then there is no barrier between the person and anything. And this is the thing that unfortunately destroys us the most, that there are various levels of the person not protecting his chastity and the most common level is the misuse of the eye. Because the beginning and end of the person's chastity and protecting his chastity is in the heart and mind. That's the beginning and end of the person's protection of his chastity and purity, is the heart and mind. When the heart has gone, become corrupted, the person is in problem and the way that the the direct doorway to the heart is the eye everything starts and finishes off in the heart and the direct doorway to the heart is the eye and this is where many a person who is punctual with his tahajjud, his tahajjud gets drained out of his eyes many a person's tilawat of the Quran Sharif gets drained out of his eyes many a person's the zikr and istighfar and dua gets drained out of his eyes. Many a person's nafil namazes gets drained out of his eyes. And all the other efforts that a person makes for deen and whatever else, a major factor that this, despite the efforts being made, there's no progress, is because of the misuse of the eye. That everything just is drained out. Whatever good the person achieved, is lost. So this is that. crux of it. That when a person will protect himself, Allah wa ta'ala will then open the door of Wilayat. And this is the mujahada of the time. oh Hazrat Wala barakatuhum says this mujahada a person makes in this time is the wali of the time. All the major mujahadas that people used to make in the previous times. We don't have that capacity to undertake that, and neither is that something we can even dream about now. But this is the mujahada of the time, which is in every person's capacity. And this mujahada he makes, and he's the wali of the time. In the previous days, there used to be major mujahada. We can't even imagine what kind of mujahada they used to make. The Shaykh Abdul Quddus Gangui, his son, he didn't take too much of pay too much of attention while his father was around but the father passed away then it occurred to him that i wasted so much of my time now i need to do something so he found out who was the person closest to his father is out one khalifa is in balkh where is gango and where is balkh <coughs> so he traveled all the way in those years all the way from gango to balkh thousands of miles and thousands of miles of journey of that time months of journey and when he comes there he is welcomed with great pomp and glory and because he's the son of the Sheikh so he was given this great welcome but after three days now Sheikh asks him that what was the purpose he said no I didn't come just to visit here I came to take the wealth that you got from my father that's what I came for so that's what you came for Yes, that's what I came for. Well, now then the rules will change now. You were a guest all this while. Now you've come for a purpose. So now we have to help you to acquire that purpose. So now all these royal robes that you have, all this will now be removed and you'll be given very simple garments to wear. Coarse cloth. And your job will be to now just keep putting this this wood into the fire to keep the water hot for those who come, come to make huzu. That's your job. No zikr, no wazifa, nothing. This is your job. A person who was living like a prince, because he was in a kind of royal royalty himself. And now he's been given this job. And after some time, because there was this, a person has that kind of life, then he feels a little bit also above the others, that some tinge of pride comes away, so that had to be broken down. After some time, he chased to the person the who cleans the toilet, the bucket, when you pass him, just brush past this person. Or just go close by. Don't even brush past, just go close by. But that too was too much for him. What audacity you got, passing close by me with this. And he looked up with great anger, and he said, Naraha Gango. What meant to say was, that you're lucky this is not Gango, I'm sitting here in bulk. If it was Gango, I would have sorted you out you got this audacity to walk past me like this with this dirt so the report was given to the sheikh this was a comment and this is how he reacted he said no this is still very unfinished A lot of work left to do still let him carry on after some time again the same thing was repeated he said this time but you now brush past him also touch him as well so when this happened he just looked up with anger but didn't say anything Said, well, there's been an improvement, but not complete yet. Let him carry on. <coughs> Outwardly it seemed like maybe a very rosy time. But bring a person from that status in society, a person with that position, and put him on a menial task like this. That is worth more than making him read tahit the whole night, and more of an effort than making him read Sharif the whole day. Because this is now cleaning the inside. When a person gets used to ibadat, there's a kind of enjoyment that he receives out of that. But this is something that goes against the grain of a person. And that is what we are very, very reluctant to undertake. What goes against our grain. But whereas to scrub something, you've got to go against the grain. Then it gets washed out. Otherwise, you pat it nicely, it might just get more firm there. It has to be scrubbed against the grain. So, let him carry on. After some time, again he told him, "Now you go and you let something pretend to trip and let it fall on him also." Mm-hmm. When this happened, rather than worrying about himself, he jumped up to attend to the next person that you fell down, you didn't get hurt, no. and he came and told the chef, "This is what happened." He said, "Now, now we've gone somewhere." Mm-hmm. Called him now. Tomorrow we are going on a to hunt because that's how they. Used to survive, go and hunt, but they used to have the hunting dogs. Says you hold this, you must hold these chains and don't leave it. Now, that was just one order of the sheik don't leave it. Meant to say that don't leave it, hold on to it. But never, it didn't mean to say that even if you go you know, now, your life is in danger, don't leave it. <coughs> but that was enough for him. The Sheikh's order was don't leave it. Now, he had weakened over the days because now he was just involved in this mujahada and now when those hunting dogs saw the prey they just darted off and he was too weak to be able to control it so he fell but come what may he's not ready to leave that because he was told to hold on to the chains and now he's been dragged along and by the time those dogs stopped he was already bleeding from head to toe mm-hmm. that night the sheikh sees Sheikh abdul qudus Gungwe, rahmatullahi, in the dream And says that we didn't take so much of work from you. He called him the next day, they called the son the next day, that wealth of your father that you came to take from me, you already got it. Now you may go and serve the makhluk of Allah. But they subjected themselves to that. And after having subjected themselves to that, they reached that level and they acquired that wealth. But all that is beyond our dreams also now. Forget dreams beyond our nightmares as well. But, this is the mujahada of the time. And a person who undertakes this mujahada of the time, this mujahada of this time will get him onto that same level of wilayat that those people of that time reach with all those mujahadas. In the Hadith Sharif it comes, that a time will come, Nabi Salaam Sallam the Sahaba told them, that presently, if you leave out one-tenth, you'll be destroyed. Obviously not one-tenth, of what is compulsory. What is compulsory, a person has to perform five sal- salah, he has to perform five. He can't perform one and say, well, fine. He has to perform all the compulsory acts, all the wajibat, etc. There is no question about that. But in the level of the quality, in terms of the quality, in terms of nawafil, in terms of what was something that a person should, should be doing, though not compulsory, if the Sahaba Nabi SAW said, you leave out one tenth, it will lead to your destruction. A time will come when people will do one-tenth of these things over and above the compulsory aspects, this will become sufficient for their progress and for their success. We are in that zamana, where that one-tenth also will take us through. But this is the mujahadah of the time. And everything is distracting a person from every direction and there to break whatever he is achieving via the eye whatever he is achieving, via the eye it's being broken the phone, the internet, all these things, the newspapers, the magazines, the billboards that as we mentioned previously, the juice bottle also has become the same thing and anywhere and everywhere this is not something just by chance this is a calculated effort being made to destroy the Haya of the Umad. so that when the Haya is gone then there's nothing left an immoral nation is very easy to manipulate. Because they got no direction. The only direction is their desires. An immoral nation can be ruled over easily. because They're not worried about who's ruling over us as long as we are enjoying our comforts and luxuries, enjoying fulfilling our desires, but that's it. We're not interested in what else is happening. Who is being oppressed, who is being suppressed, who is dying, who is crying, makes no difference to us. As long as we are in our comfort zone, that's enough. So how to achieve this? Make them immoral. And therefore all these things from every direction to create that immorality. And what we are being told is that for that success this is essential. That a person protects himself. And all these devices that lead to it we have to now become hyper conscious of it. How these devices are used the phone, the internet and all these things. How they are used. If it's leading a person to haram, then he must stay miles away from it. Life will carry on. Life will carry on. Life carried on for all these ages. But if a person is being led to haram by means of these things, because as we said, the chastity and purity starts off and finishes off from the heart. Everything else follows the command of the heart. And if that heart is pure, then the person will stay Pure. But if the heart is corrupted and the corruption will start off by the misuse of the eye, then everything is in danger. Then all the unspeakable things that happen in society will unfortunately happen. So this is the lesson, this is the message that we have been given in this ayat, that this is essential for the gaining that everlasting success of the hereafter that a person stays away from all the things that lead to the breakdown of haya, breakdown of modesty, breakdown of this shame that is inborn within every person. <coughs> so therefore, we have to become careful about all these things in our home, what is there, what is being watched, what is being read. And like that outside the home, where our children going to, who they are associating with, these are things which are difficult to speak about but the realities have to be spoken about sometimes to make us understand what is happening. We in one school, some nine, 8 and 9 year old girls were found drawing some very graphic pictures, hand drawing very graphic pictures. So this was taken up. So where you got this from? How? Where, eventually after a long story well they went to some other friend's house for a party that friend brought some things and showed them these are my father's magazines Mm -hmm. these are the realities of life how that came in the child's hand whatever the case is but how many children got corrupted for life Allah forbid so where are our children going? Who they associating with? Outwardly, everything might seem very rosy, very fine. But this is something which the zamana is no more to be kefri. Zamana is no more to be just casual about things. So, this is the lesson that we are been given in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, that to protect one's chastity, this is part of the essential requirements for this everlasting for the success of this dunya and the everlasting success of the hereafter. May Allah Tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tafiq, Wa akhiru Alhamdulillah. على عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم، أبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزاه الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله.
1: La ilallahu la ilah ha ilallahu la ilah ha ilallahu la ilah ha la ilah ha ilallahu la ilah ha ilallahu la ilah ha ilallahu la ilah ha ilallahu la ilah ha la ilaha illallah 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 la ilaha
0: illallah muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu tbaraka wa taala alayhi wa sallam हो जाए मेरा दिल हो तो ही तू हो तू ही तू हो तू ही तू घेर से बिल्कुल ही उठ जाए नजर, तो ही तो आए नजर और मेरे तन में बजाए नफ्सो शैतान दोनों ने मिलकर होए किया है मुझको तबाह ऐ मेरे मौला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूं मैं तेरी पना मुझसा خلق में कोई नहीं को बदकिरदार नामासिया तू भी मगर गफ्फार है या बख्श दे मेरे सारे Ab to rahe bas ta dame aakhir virde zabae La ilaha illallah
1: la illallah la illallah la 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 ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah la ilaha illallah illallah la ilaha 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 illallah la
0: ilaha illallah
1: la ilaha illallah Inna Allah la ilaha illa Allah la ilaha illa Allah la ilaha Allah la ilaha Allah la ilaha
0: محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا. الله الله جل جلاله ilahee bandara ruswa ma kun garbadam ilahi sirre man peda ma kun ilahee bandara ruswa ma kun garbadam man sirre man peda ma kun khalwat ho gayin har tamanna अब तो आ जा अब तो खलवत हो गई दे अपनी हस्ती को छोड़ सारी बस्ती को बस्ती Allah Allah जा Allah Allah Allah
1: Allah 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 अल्लाह 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 La
0: ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala alayhi wasallam Allahumma laikal hamdu kulluhu wa laikal shukru kulluhu Allahumma la nuhsithana alayka anta kama athnayta ala nafsik Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wasallama bima huwa ahnuh ربنا am the one who is 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 the one ولا the اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان أبلغنا رمضان اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان أبلغنا رمضان اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان أبلغنا رمضان اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى وجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولاء ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما وجعلنا للمتقين إمام وجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا اما وعتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك Allahumma habbi ilayna al-Iman wa zayyinhu fi quloobina wa karrih ilayna al-kufra al fusuuqa wal-isyan wa ja'alna min al-rashidin Ilahul Alameen, ya Allah, O most merciful Allah most kind Allah, most compassionate Allah ya Allah, forgive all our major and in- minor sins ya Allah Ilahul Alameen, from head to toe we are covered in sin ya Allah Ilahul we are begging for your forgiveness ya Allah Ilahul Alameen, forgive us ya Allah forgive our families ya Allah Forgive our friends ya Allah forgive our relatives ya Allah forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin guide us to the straight path ya Allah and keep us from the straight path ya Allah ilahul alamin keep us on sirat mustaqim ya Allah ilahul alamin take us on sirat mustaqim ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah save us from all the fitrah and fasad, ya Allah ilahul alamin you protect us ya Allah only with your protection can we be saved ya Allah ya Allah you protect our eyes ya Allah protect our ears ya Allah protect our hearts ya Allah protect our minds ya Allah Ilahul Alamin protect us from head to toe, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin save us from every sin Ya Allah. Save us from every fitna and fasad y Allah. Ilahul Alamin y Allah keep us on the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Ilahul Alamin the love of the Sunnah of Nabi Islam in our hearts Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin Ya Allah fill our hearts with your love y Allah. Fill our hearts with your love y Allah. Ilahul Alamin make us your true and obedient servants Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin y Allah save us from following our desires Ya Allah. Save us from following our desires Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you save the hayah of the entire ummah, ya Allah. Ilahul save us from bay hayai, ya Allah. Amen. Protect us from be ya Allah. Ilahul ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant hayah to one and all, ya Allah. Ilahul al-alamin, ya Allah. Save us, ya Allah from all the deceptions of nafs and shaitan, ya allah ilahul <ioseng> alamin save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah our hearts with all the good qualities ya allah ilahul alamin remove all the evils from our hearts ya allah ilahul alamin unite the hearts of the ummah ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you accept all the efforts of deen that are taking place ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you grant good ya Lockgle- allah good health to all our mashaykh ya allah ya allah kibdir shallu alayhi wa sallam so for a long time ya allah ilahul alamin enable us to benefit from them ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah Ya Allah, in these Mubarak months that are coming, Ya Allah, you enable us, Ya Allah, to earn whatever, Ya Allah, the good of that month is, Ya Allah. Save us from wasting the time, Ya Allah. Save us from, Ya Allah, destroying the na'ma that you are giving us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Ya Allah, you protect us and guide us Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, adila, mustamirra, daima Ya Allah. All those who are in any difficulties and hardships, remove their difficulties and hardships Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, Ya Allah, take us with Iman Ya Allah, take us with Tawbat and Nasuha Ya Allah. Take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you Ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant us the shafat of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi sallam Ya Allah, give us. The w- Mubarak water of coastal from Rabi- his Mubarak hands, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, grant us Jannatul Jannat Firdaus without any reckoning, Ya Allah. al Allah, all those who have passed away from our families, from the entire ummah, Ya Allah, fill their covers with nur, Ya Allah. Elevate their stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Give them the best abode in the hereafter, Ya Allah. Ilah alalameen all that we have asked for ya Allah give us that as well ya Allah whatever we have not asked for ya Allah without asking granted to us ya Allah Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adhaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta mustaan wa alaykal balagh wa la hawla <laughs> wa la <laughs> quwwata illa billahi al alazim